The Rittenhouse trial is officially down in flames. The COVID vax cult is out in full force. And a lot of talk about the climate and why it affects women. I don't know. All today, Eric's America. Good. I want you to say, I'm angry. It's okay. I'll process my Hello, happy Friday. Um, I hope uh, you're doing well. It's getting that time of year. It's getting a little cold. Uh, looks like there's some snow around some places. I don't know. Seems a little early. Must be that uh, climate change, right? <laughs> I thought we were all going to catch on fire. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. No one knows. I guess we'll find out today. We'll find out today that if you're white and male, you don't even have to worry about climate change won't even affect you not at all it's very interesting very interesting but uh first of all i want to tell everybody to please remember to subscribe like rate review it means uh so very much uh so very much to me it helps the show out a whole lot it gets it up in the rankings more people see it and it uh really helps it grow and get bigger and that's uh, that's the point that's the whole point of it uh and the added bonus is it makes other people that say people that you know don't agree with us it makes them feel bad and that is always a good thing that is always preferable but uh yes please remember to like subscribe it's all free and you can find the show anywhere you like to find podcasts uh pretty much anywhere uh, from iHeartRadio podcast to Apple podcast to Spotify and Stitcher, all in between. It's all there. So, uh, and tell a friend because they say that's the best way for these things to grow, and it has been growing. So, it's amazing. I really, really appreciate it very, very much. We're going to get into this today. We're going to start out with, um, well, the Rittenhouse trial. We talked about it earlier this week. We saw the uh, prosecutor just getting reamed for being a uh, an idiot. Um, and, uh, you know, if you thought that was the worst of his uh, stupidity, uh, you would be you would be wrong. You would be wrong. There is uh, some questioning here that I don't even know. I, I don't even know where you get this stuff. I don't think anybody can be this dumb and be in you know that kind of position although i'm i suspect you can be i mean we we see it all the time we see people that are elected to public office they're supposed to be you know well educated they're supposed to be some kind of leaders and they open their mouth and you're like oh my god the person's just dumb stop it you know it happens a lot it really does but this gets a little different, you know. I mean, the guy obviously passed the bar at some point, you know. He's a, a prosecutor. Uh, maybe he is this dumb, but uh, there's two uh, two real questions here. Either he is this dumb, I don't know, or he is severely on the spectrum and has no idea about uh, how language works or something. I'm not really sure. Here we go. We're going to go through some of these. Um, this is quite possibly uh, one of the craziest parts of this is uh, this is about uh, him asking Rittenhouse why he came to Kenosha. That you uh, should go around off the 59th Street car source property and put out fires. <laughs> to make sure my community didn't get burnt down and help. And when you say your community, you mean Kenosha? Yeah. Okay, so he goes, I mean, this is a level of question. It gets dumber. Don't worry, it gets dumber after that. But he goes, 
Why would you walk around and try to put out fires? I don't know. Maybe because people shouldn't be burning shit down. This is it gets worse though. He says your community. You mean Kenosha? Well, where the hell else was I, asshole? No, New York. Yes. Again, you're from Antioch. You're not living in Kenosha at this time when this all happens, right? My dad lives in Kenosha. Lots of people live in Kenosha, but you didn't, right? Oh. My residence was in Antioch. Okay. But like you wanted to do things to protect this community. Fair? The community that I was part of, yes. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love it. It's like, uh, you don't live here. Well, my dad lives here. Lots of people live here. What the hell are you talking about? Like, I mean, there should be some kind of test. Like, you know, are you a complete moron? Okay, you don't get to do this, all right? You can go do something else. We'll find something for you to do, just not this. Um, you know, because I was of the opinion earlier in the week that, you know, the guy's obviously trying to throw the trial so he can get a mistrial and come back and try again later. That still could be possible, but I don't know if it helps. I don't know if it helps if you are this dumb. Here you go. Here, um, oh my God, this is really interesting. Here he is, uh, asking him, there's a video. I explain the video real quick. There's a video of Kyle walking through and there's a guy comes by in bright bright like bright ass yellow pants you can't miss him you wouldn't forget him and the guy is being an asshole and he goes hey you pointed your gun at me and kyle says with sarcasm he's like oh sure i did and keeps walking now we all understand what sarcasm is this is why i say possibly on the spectrum here you go he accuses you of that here he does and you tell him Basically, yeah, I did point the gun at you, right? I, I shrugged it off and said, I, yeah, I did sarcastically, meaning I didn't, but I just didn't want a confrontation. So I was like, I did and walked away. Why did you lie to him? <laughs> I didn't lie to him. I was, I was using sarcasm. <laughs> the words you said, yeah, I did. Those weren't true, were they? Your honors. <laughs> sort of, and it's, that's the part where the defense attorney gets up and goes, what are we talking about? A sarcasm? We're going to debate sarcasm? I thought this was a murder trial. Um, Yeah. <laughs> the words you said were not true. Yeah, that's how sarcasm works. Uh, for example, if I said, you're doing really good, you're very intelligent. That would be sarcasm because me and everyone else in here knows that's not true. Wow. How's that work? That's really amazing. These are the kind of arguments, though. This is what bothers me. These are the kind of arguments that went over people on the left. And that makes me really worry for a large part of America. And I'm not saying it's the majority part because it certainly is not. But it's a significant part that buys into this garbage. And that's what these are the kind of arguments they use. And this is why they don't want debate coming back their way. I mean, if you use stupid arguments like the words you said weren't true. Yeah, it's called sarcasm. It's what are you talking about? Um, my community, you didn't live there. Well, my dad lives there. That's part of my family. It's part of my community. My, my dad lives there. I work there. Lots of people do. What are you talking about? And one thing that's really strange is I see a lot of people on the left and, uh, and other pundits and stuff going, well, you know, he just shouldn't have been there. Okay. Well, what about all the people burning the place down and trashing it? You think they should have been there? They had some strange right to be there and do that? No, I don't think so. 
So that renders your point. That's what I'm saying. Stupid arguments are going to get stupid answers. You know what else kind of answers you get when you make stupid, stupid arguments? Sarcastic ones. Ha, gotcha. You got to love that. It gets dumber. Here is the dumbest ever. And this is another a clip. Oh, such a classic leftist fucking question. I've never heard it put better. This guy is a Marxist than a half. Here you go. In time, you don't think there's a hostile crowd. You're there to help people. And yet you're going to run out there with the AR-15. I don't understand why you, you felt that you were going to be in danger if you're out in a friendly, what you think is a friendly crowd, helping them. I didn't, I didn't say I didn't think they were hostile. I didn't think they were hostile towards us. Okay, so they're not hostile to you and you're going to go help them. Why do you need the gun when you go out there? Uh, um, I, I need the gun because if I had to protect myself because somebody attacked me. Why would you think anybody would do that? I don't know. But you clearly planned on it. You were prepared for it. You thought it was going to happen. No, I didn't. That's the whole reason you brought the gun, isn't it? I brought the gun to protect myself. Exactly. Because you thought you personally were going to be in danger, right? Not necessarily. I don't understand. You don't understand. I mean, here, here I can clear it up for you really quick. You don't think every day that you could have a flat tire. But your car still has a spare in it. You don't rip it out and go, my tires are good. Fuck this thing. <laughs> or car insurance. You're like, yeah, every day my car is just going to get totaled. No, I don't think that, but I know it's a possibility. So I have car insurance. It's real simple. It's, oh my God, this is so dumb. It's like, well, I mean, it could be cold outside. It's the middle of January, but uh, should I take a coat or not? I'm not sure. It's just the dumbest arguments ever. And like he thinks he's going to trick somebody into being like, yeah, I went there to shoot a whole bunch of people. What are you talking about? You're an idiot. You are an idiot. So, yeah, his best outcome could be a mistrial because then somebody else could possibly be blamed for being a bigger moron than this guy. But let's not forget. Now, this is one thing that's really baffling about the whole Rittenhouse trial to begin with was this is what we heard about Rittenhouse before the trial. The media had just freaking lost it. And this is all you heard. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Wow. Huh. Well, that's really weird. Um, I believe that, you know... Pretty sure he had a 30 round magazine. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people around all over the place. Why didn't he just gun them all down? Yeah, it seems strange that uh, the only people he shot were the people uh, attacking him. That's really weird. That almost seems like something called, I don't know, uh, self defense. And there was other things that just really blew my mind. They're like, uh, you went to put out this fire. Why did you do that? Uh, because it was burning. I thought I was. Put out fires? Oh, why would you do that? What do you mean, why would I do that? It's just, oh, it blows my mind. Uh, it really does. It's just, uh, whew. this uh, trial has been a uh, adventure in uh, just 
absolute stupidity. Here is uh, Joy Reid talking about what happened um, with uh, this. It was beautiful. Emotional. It may have come across to the jury as a genuine expression of remorse. Or, on the other hand, maybe it was crocodile tears designed to elicit sympathy. This is white privilege on steroids. Right, that after he shot all of these people, he approached the cops and told them that he'd been involved in a shooting. And the officers told him, be careful so that you don't get pepper sprayed and go Home. It's impossible hmm. to imagine that happening to a black or brown person. White. Well, I guess it's white privilege on steroids to uh, go up to the cops with your hands up and say, hey, I'm turning myself in. I was just involved in a shooting. Now, the police, the funny part is if you don't watch the uh, video, uh, you wouldn't understand what's going on. They tell him to go home because behind him, it sounds like a small war has just erupted. All right, go watch the video all the way through. It's on the internet. You can watch it. It sounds like a freaking war has broke out behind him. There is nothing. There's probably 50 gunshots in the background as he's going up with his hands up going, hey, hey, guys, hey, I was just involved in a shooting. They're like, you know what? You need to get your ass home. We got to go uh, figure out why there's, uh, you know, a small skirmish going on with small arms up the street and it's bad i mean you can hear it's like pop 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 pop. i'm like holy shit what is going on everybody's getting shot what are you talking about oh man it was uh it's very very <laughs> insane it's just insane and and the whole point is they weren't doing their jobs the state of wisconsin the city of kenosha none of these people the people that were supposed to be the adults that were supposed to be in charge did not do their job and when that that job is vacant Power is vacant. If there is a power vacuum, someone will step in to to take power. It's a it's a uh, physics principle that it, the void will be filled, and the void was filled. People were trying to protect their own businesses and property, and other assholes like the the pedophile uh, didn't like it, and he was mad because Rittenhouse put out his uh, trash can fire that he was trying to shove into a gas station to try to blow it up. And he was really pissed about that. He was really upset that somebody put out his fire because he was trying to blow up a gas station. And for that, he tried to attack attack Kyle Rittenhouse and tried to yank his gun out of his hand. And he got shot for it. Simple. Easy. I, You know what? Fair game. No flag on that play. Here you go. Here's some more of the questioning. I just have to play this because it's unbelievable. I don't, I don't believe so. But you decided you needed to run because of the fire in the Duramax? Yes. Why? What was so urgent? It was a fire. <laughs> the fire's all over the place. So the fire? Fire's all over the place. So. I was getting to the fire to put it out. We'll, we'll get back to that in a second. We'll get back to that in a second because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, well, we noticed. Uh, here's some more of them. I've got several of them here. Here you go. Hollow point bullets are designed to hit the animal that they're being shot at, let's say a deer, for example, and explode inside that body. Okay, first of all, no one's hunting a deer with a hollow points. <laughs> I have to laugh. Anybody knows anything about gun? No, you're not hunting a fucking deer with hollow points. Yeah, I like my meat to be covered in small pieces of lead. I really enjoy that. 
I first first allow I like to destroy most of the meat uh, of it with a, a hollow point. Um, the bigger, the better, really. Um, <laughs> the judge has to step in and tell this guy he's a moron. It's great. Correct? No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, when you say explode, are you saying expand or explode? Because there are such things as exploding bullets. <laughs> yes, there are such things as exploding bullets. Oh, we don't sell them. Uh, not generally. Um, we do have incendiary rounds that you can buy. Uh, generally not shooting them at people, though. Um, it's just... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, uh, maybe you should get somebody in to let you know uh, what's going on. Because it is uh, it's bad. Uh, here's the last one. Um, this guy's just a moron. Shots at him, correct? Yes. You intended to kill him, correct? I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me and trying to steal my gun. Isn't it true when you would hang out at, with Dominic Black, you'd play Call of Duty and other first-person shooter video games? What? Sometimes. And those are games in which you use weapons like AR-15s to pretty much shoot anybody who comes at you. Okay, can I just say something really quick? I ha I'm not a huge gamer. I have played Call of Duty, many different versions of Call of Duty over the years. Uh, by the way, AR-15, not a gun on the game. Uh, mostly because it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> because why would you take an AR-15 if you can get an M16 machine gun? That seems a little dumb. I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. Uh, but yeah, apparently uh, video games. Let's Let's dig into that. It's a video game where two players are playing together. I don't really understand the meaning of your question. To be no honest. one does. It's Isn't okay. one of the things people do in these video games, try and kill everyone else with your guns? Uh, it's a video game. Yeah, it's a video game. It's just a video game. It's not real life. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those problems, you know. It's a video game. Uh, you do a lot of crazy things. Have you ever seen uh, Grand Theft Auto, by the way? I don't believe you would approve. Don't believe you'd approve. Uh, but it, again, it's a video game. Um, anyway, uh, that's when you know things are going way, way, way off the rails. Way off the rails. And they were, for sure. And, of course, everybody freaks out. Because after, you know, after his testimony, during his testimony, he breaks down crying when he's talking about being cornered by Rosenbaum and, uh, you know, uh, having to shoot him. Which, you know, for uh, anyone uh, being put in that situation, uh, it's going to be traumatizing. You're probably going to have some emotions about it. I mean, there are uh, people that have been trained and, uh, you know, trained and and go to war who still have bad effects from having to shoot someone who was definitely going to kill them. The same thing with police officers that get involved in shootouts and end up killing, uh, you know, suspects. They, it affects you. It affects people. People don't generally, uh, choose. I mean, only a very, very small, very small percentage of the human population is okay with killing other humans. Okay. Most of us are not. That's not what we do. Uh, so yeah, he broke down the stands and of course someone got said, well, it's, uh, it's white privilege. Um, he, he's got crocodile tears. And then of course the ever brilliant ever on top of it, 
LeBron James had to uh, go onto Twitter and say, what tears? I didn't see one. Not man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. Lemon heads? You mean the candy? You think he had a nice tasty snack before he came in? Had some hard candy to clear his throat? I'm not sure what the hell. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, but then again, it's LeBron. It's LeBron. Of course it's dumb. Because LeBron is dumb. I don't know if anyone's figured this out. But LeBron is dumb. He's a very, very, very special human being. Oh, boy. So, uh, it's uh, it's just really unbelievable. The people who came out to comment on Rittenhouse. You know, there's some people that can comment on it and maybe they make a point or two and somebody could make the point. Hey, you know, really, if it was my kid, I'd tell him to stay home. Okay, fine. That's fine. Uh, Maybe all the other parents should have told their kids to stay home or maybe the police should have showed up and started arresting people that were setting things on fire and looting places. All that can be true. The one thing that uh, no one wants to hear is CNN's Jeffrey Tubin's explanation because Oh, boy. Here he is. This is uh, Jeffrey, the ever uh, superior and ever uh, uh, what, elite Jeffrey Tubin wants to let you know. What kind of idiot 17-year-old gets a giant gun and goes to a riot? He has no license. He has no training. He thinks he's going to scrub graffiti off with his AR-15. I mean, the stupidity of this. I was like, what could possibly go wrong? Well, a lot went wrong. The good news for Kyle Rittenhouse is that he's not on trial for being an idiot. He's on trial for homicide. And in that respect, I mostly agree with Joey that this is a tough case for the prosecution because it does seem like he has a plausible case uh, of self-defense. And, you know, if it were illegal to be an idiot, the jails would be even freer, even more crowded than they are now. Homicide's a different matter, and, you know, he may have a defense. Yeah, um, I guess if being uh, stupid and an idiot uh, were a crime, Jeffrey Tubin would be serving time. Now, I don't know if everybody remembers who Tubin is. Jeffrey Tubin is the guy who forgot, uh, supposedly forgot he was on a Zoom call with his colleagues while whacking off. This is the guy that wants to tell everybody about how stupid Kyle Rittenhouse is. The guy who couldn't even get through a meeting on Zoom with colleagues without playing with himself is now telling everybody how other people are stupid. (laughs) I think it may have just been a euphemism. He was angry about the size of Kyle's gun. Do you notice? You notice he made a big, big thing. He took this giant gun. A giant gun. Was it giant? Was it bigger than normal? Was it an extra large size gun there, Jeffrey? What are you thinking about right now? Are you needing to hop out and get on Zoom for a minute? The fuck? <laughs> but I will say, out of all of it, out of all the crazy uh, shit on both sides, all the insanity, there is one man that I have to say had the most gangster uh, take and one of the best lines I've ever heard. Can't believe it was actually on cable television because this is usually not where you see gangster lines thrown out. But I will say Tucker Carlson, 
took the cake. One of the best lines I've ever heard. I almost peed myself laughing. Here was his uh, uh, wrap-up of the trial the other day, and it's absolutely amazing. Here you go. Exactly what happened. And here are the facts of it. Okay. A convicted child rapist called Joseph Rosenbaum was released from a mental mm. hospital and then went directly to join the mob that was burning downtown Kenosha. Mm. Once he got to the riot, Rosenbaum saw Kyle Rittenhouse and immediately threatened to kill him. Rosenbaum then chased Rittenhouse and tried to pull the gun from his hands. When he did that, Kyle Rittenhouse shot him. So Joseph Rosenbaum died as he had lived, trying to touch an unwilling minor. <laughs> Oh, that is the best thing. I mean, that is perfect. That is a mic drop moment. I love it. That That's why I actually watch him. I don't watch a whole lot of else on Fox. I really don't. And honestly, if I could just have, you know, Tucker on a separate thing, I probably wouldn't even really watch Fox that much. I mean, there's a couple people that are okay, but, you know, they're just not, they're just not like that. There are a lot more milk toast kind of thing going on. Uh, except for very, very few, none of them, none of them even approach, none of them ever have approached that level. And that is just, uh, that is classic. That is brilliant. Um, I thought it was just fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, it, it kills me. Yep. Trying to touch an unwilling minor. Yep. That's, that's what happens. Oh, man. So uh, I don't know if you uh, had heard this. This was earlier this week. I thought I had played this um, um, when the judge of the trial jumped the prosecution for this. And this really is a big, big problem. You need to account for this. Your Honor, I don't want to jury here. He's commenting on my client's right to remain silent hearing everything in the case now he's tailoring his story to what has already been introduced That's the problem is this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendant's silence and that is and and, the, and you're right you're right on the you're right on the borderline <laughs> and you may you may be over but uh, it better stop understood this is, I can't think of the case, the initial case on it, but it's, uh, this is not permitted. All right. Uh, why would you think? Okay. So at first he, um, you know, and I should have talked about this earlier. It kind of got out of uh, order there, but, uh, really what he, what he did was basically, uh, you know, you have the right to remain silent once you're arrested. Okay. You have the right to remain silent and it is not held against you to be silent. You know, every attorney will tell you, hey, you don't talk to anybody. Listen, you shut the hell up. You don't talk to anybody. But people like the leftists who have no idea why you bring a big gun anywhere, uh, which I get so sick of it. I mean, they keep over and over this giant gun. And you had this huge giant gun. What are you talking about? Was it like no idea? It was like a monster truck, only it was a gun. No, um, anyway, uh, this is a grave thing. You cannot talk about someone's right to remain silent. You can't use that against them. That is not a way to impeach someone and infer guilt. That is constitutional. That's why you have the constitutional right to remain silent. Okay, that is a bedrock principle of our justice system. You stay silent, and the reason you stay silent is that 
they have to prove your guilt. You don't have to prove your innocence. See, that's where they're trying to flip this. A leftist like this jackass, a uh, binger prosecutor, hate the Constitution. They hate our Constitution. They hate our Bill of Rights. They hate America. Therefore, they want to turn it on its head. They want it to be a banana republic. They want it to be a communist hellhole where you have to prove that you're innocent and prove the negative, which you cannot do. By the way, you cannot prove a negative most of the time. Now, you could prove your innocence in some cases, but that's not what we do here. They're the ones that have the burden of proof. You have to prove that someone's guilty. I don't have to say shit. You have to have reason and cause to arrest me. You have to then have enough evidence to then indict me. And then you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that I did this. I don't have to prove anything. That is our judicial system. And it's the best one in the world. Maybe it's not perfect. I realize it's not perfect. There are problems. Never claim that it is perfect, but what I will claim is it is the best system in the world. For that reason, you have the right to remain silent because you do not have to prove your innocence. They have to prove your guilt. Then you have the right to confront those witnesses and confront your accusers in court and bring your evidence. That's how this works. You are not allowed as a prosecutor to stand up and say, well, and which this guy did. He basically went in and said, well, why are you only talking now? You could have told this story a long time ago. What did you hide? Now you're only talking because you heard what everybody else said. Well, that's way outside the lines. That is case for a mistrial. And that's what the defense jumped up and said, listen, listen, um, you know, this is a mistrial. We want a mistrial right now with prejudice because they think that the prosecutor is trying to throw it so he can get a new crack at it with a different judge so he can pull shenanigans like this. And the defense is saying, no, you want a mistrial? Fine. We want it with prejudice, which means it's over. One bite, you're done. It's all over. Never can be tried again. Thanks for having us. We're leaving. But uh, but it goes even further. Once that, I mean, of course, the judge jumps on him about that. Then he tries to bring in evidence that was excluded, that was told that he could not bring up. The prosecutor goes ahead and starts to ask questions about it, trying to bring it in in front of the jury so he can score some cheap points. And the judge goes off again. And this is where he's at now, just yelling at the dude. It's funny. That that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury. You are already, you were, I, I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so I don't know what you're up to. Yes, he doesn't know what he's up to uh, because the judge is using uh, sarcasm. I don't know what you're up to. Yes, I know what you're up to. Uh, so you need to stop it. You know, it's because uh, he's trying, like I say, he's trying to get a uh, mistrial, but he's trying to do it to where he can get another bite at the apple, get a different judge. And of course, they freaked out. I don't have the clip of this. Everybody was freaking out because the the judge, it's not even clear it was the judge's phone somebody's phone went off up there could have been the court reporter could have been the judge could have been any of them their phone goes off in the middle of the trial it wasn't on silent and it played a few bars of uh proud uh yeah proud to be an american yeah yeah, yeah. 
So they're like, oh, look, he's a Trump supporter. Well, he was appointed by Democrats, so not sure if you can make that inference. But they're saying, yeah, look, this judge, he's a, he's a Trump guy. He's a Trump guy. He likes America, of course. If he likes America and he listens to a patriotic song, well, you know he's evil. He's evil. He's on the side of those evil, uh, evil Americans. So, you know, we got to hate him. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, <coughs> now, yesterday, there was nothing much. Today, I guess they were doing, uh, you know, final arguments, all that. Nothing much came out the last two days. Yesterday was hours and hours of how the pinch zoom feature works on iPhones, which I know was riveting. And you wanted me to have plenty of clips of that to play, but I skipped it. I skipped it. We do not need a uh, two-hour tutorial on how pinch zoom works on your iPhone. Um, that's the kind of stuff that are unusual uh, are usual in trials. Uh, if no one knows, uh, the trials usually do not go like they do on TV. Uh, this is actually probably the closest to anything that's uh, you know close to what you think of on TV. Um, th- that would have been that that other day with all this fireworks going on that would be more of what would normally happen on a tv show usually what happens in courtrooms is pretty much what happened yesterday where they spend two hours and droning on about how the pinch zoom works on iphones and how this should prove this and somebody should have went and got a you know somebody to authenticate that that's what's in the picture once they pinch zoom oh my god it's it's boring so yeah uh that's wrapping up i mean everybody knows where it's headed everybody's already admitted that uh it was self-defense everybody knows where it's headed unless you know for some reason the terrorists win and uh you know the terroristic threats uh succeed and scare the jury into being um uh, going guilty which i have a feeling uh, that if that would happen uh then the judge would step in and give a directed verdict which is allowed by the way he can't overrule uh, he does have that if he feels that the jury has been undue, influenced, or tampered with, which this would be a case that you could say that. Be like, listen, I think they're intimidated by threats of violence. There were people out here at one point. There were people taking pictures that of the jury trying to intimidate them. If that's the case, he can say, hey, I feel like they were intimidated. I'm throwing out their verdict, and I'm giving mine, and you can suck it. You know, so... That uh, we'll see what happens with that. All right, I got to take a quick break and then we have lots more to get into. Rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike, stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political attacking georgia's popular voting law why to distract from years of dismal sales terrible 2020 results reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in china coca-cola products are poisoning america's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic so the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms but they got busted james quincy coca-cola 
Stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. All right, and we are back. So much going on this week. We had uh, some uh, interesting uh, developments. Actually, this came from a uh, podcast that I was uh, watching uh about the january 6th thing and i didn't really get to go into these clips i wanted to do it tuesday and didn't get around to it uh this is really interesting this is darren Beatty. uh he's from uh revolver news which i've used their articles a lot to talk about like stuff that the fbi has gotten into and, and stuff i really didn't know and i don't think most people knew about things that went on that uh you know just would blow your mind and and the rittenhouse trial plays into this too because uh right at the beginning it came out and said that the fbi had drones in the area and had drone footage part of that was used to actually clear kyle uh they first didn't want to turn it over and then finally turned it over and uh it showed that he was being chased he didn't chase anyone he was being chased and attacked but then nobody just brushes over they're like oh the fbi footage oh yeah we got that finally they didn't have it and then they had it and then everybody glosses over it and i'm like hold on wait a minute the fbi had drones over kenosha what hello why and if so why weren't they doing anything to stop any of this I mean, what is going on? Yeah, makes you wonder. Uh, it's really strange because, uh, yeah, this is uh, so just some of the things that get talked about. But this was his, uh, uh, he was on a podcast talking about <clears throat> January 6th and the FBI uh, involvement in some of it. And it's very, very interesting. Here's uh, the first clip. And uh, this is uh, about uh, Ray Epps. Mountains of documentary footage and all the video that exists related to 1-6, there's footage of one person who explicitly and repeatedly calls for going into the Capitol the evening before, and that person is Ray Epps. And this is not just some random crazy in the crowd who comes up with an idea you know, maybe on drugs and say, oh, let's go into the Capitol, guys, and then that's it. No, he's going from group to group on the 5th, the evening before, and, you know, there are different people on the streets there for different reasons. Some people were pissed off about the election. Some people just wanted to support Trump. Some people just wanted to see what was going on. There are people clashing with Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of different people, different energies. And he went to the various groups, refocusing them on his stated Michigan, uh, his stated mission, sorry, hmm. his stated mission, which was, we need to go into the Capitol. And he was not received very well. People, in fact, ex you know, explicitly said, no, this guy's a Fed. He didn't give up and he didn't disappear. In fact, he was there. It was a veritable Where's Waldo situation on the 6th. He's literally everywhere, all sides of the Capitol, uh, seeming to uh, persist with his Michigan, directing people to the Capitol, saying, we need to go into the Capitol. That's where our problems are. And then remarkably, but not surprisingly, given his past statements, the very first breach of the Capitol grounds, the barriers, which occurred as Trump was speaking. It's important to point out, this was before the main crowd went to the Capitol at all. There were people by those barriers who broke them down. And the very first breach of the Capitol grounds, 
a guy called Ryan Samsell, who's uh, uh, in jail and has been uh, persecuted in jail under pretty horrible conditions. But he was the guy who first broke down the uh, fence and Ray Epps was standing right by him and whispered in his ear two seconds before he breaks down the barrier. This is the and 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 where is he? We he's at his ranch right now. Initially, the FBI put his face on its twenty most wanted people for January sixth. All right, yeah, and he goes through a lot of it. <clears throat> and uh, just uh, if you get a chance, he's he's probably the guy that's done the most work on all this and. It's just amazing. He goes through the whole history of the FBI and the stuff that they've been involved in that it just is unreal. You just wouldn't believe it. You're like, wait a second, they were there? Well, why didn't they do anything? I don't know. Uh, well, they were there. They knew about this. They didn't do anything. I don't know. Well, well, wait a second. They couldn't have possibly known about the, Well, yeah, they knew about that. They just didn't do anything. And it just really starts to make you wonder, what the hell do they do? other than just keep things uh, either involved in things or letting things happen to basically justify their budget, I think is the uh, basic tone of where it all comes from. It's unreal. Uh, but he did a lot. And yeah, he's talking about Ray Epps, who's just, you know, magically disappears off the most wanted. He's doesn't, you know, nothing happens to him. He's fine. Uh, you know, why everybody else is, uh, you know, you know, going to jail for years, apparently. Uh, the guy that uh, he talks to right before the guy breaches, the first guy to breach, Ray Epps is standing right beside him, sends him in. That guy just got uh, 41 months uh, for breaching the Capitol. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, so much going on, so much going on. Now uh, we go to climate. This is uh, really interesting. You had COP26. Can they not come up with a better name for this? COP26. Um, apparently this is the... Um, it's a creepy name too. They say it's COP26. Uh, it's pretty much like committee of parties or something or something like that. Uh, it's really a creepy, creepy name. No wonder they call it COP because the actual name sounds creepy as hell. But it's like coalition of parties or something like that. And uh, yeah, it's really, really creepy. Uh, a lot of strange things came out of there uh, this week. Uh, you had John Kerry talking. You had Obama talking. And then that kind of ties in with the new uh, comptroller of the currency that I talked about before. We're going to talk about her. She uh, she had some interesting uh, kind of uh, statements this week because she's being vetted to be the comptroller. And it all kind of ties in with climate. So uh, we're going to start with uh, John Kerry and what he was talking about at the uh, COP26. Still look at America and think America is not the people signing up to do electric cars by 2035. America's still someone who's letting coal carry on, just like the Chinese are at the moment. No, we're not, actually. Uh -oh. No, we're not. We're letting, they're not fin you're not financing it outside. No, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not. Over 500 coal plants have shut in the United States in the last few years. That's true. Another, another 58 are going to close this year. How, what? A guy yeah, named Bloomberg yes, has been deeply involved in closing these plants. <laughs> Coming back to this, to, to the, to the, to the, out something like coal. Mm -hmm. By 2030 in the United States, we won't have coal. We will not have coal plants. What? By 2035, President Biden has set a target that we will be in our power sector uh -huh. carbon free. Mm. We're the largest oil and gas producer in the world. Right. But we're saying we're going to be carbon free in the power sector by Shows 2035. Dumbasses you are. No kidding. I think that's indicative of what we can do. All right, 2035. 
we are going to be uh, zero carbon in our energy, which uh, seems uh, strange considering uh, what are you going to replace it with? And is Biden going to be president all the way to 2035? This is only uh, 2021, uh, right? Uh, I was checking. Uh, 14 years? He's president for 14 more years? That seems really weird. I don't see how that's going to work. Uh, and I also don't see how it's going to work that you're going to eliminate fossil fuels and replace it with what? And I hate to even call them fossil fuels, but what are you going to replace them with? Another thing, uh, where are we different from coal in the U.S. and coal in China? Well, here in the U.S., we invented these things. I know they don't talk about them a whole lot. I know it's crazy to talk about it. Uh, but here's a real strange thing. And this is something that I know uh, personally because I came from uh, a state that produces a whole lot of coal. It's called West Virginia. They produce a lot of coal. And uh, they also use a lot of coal to make power in West Virginia. Now, this is, is going to blow your mind. Now, they produce their uh, power uh, it's like 80 or 90 percent with coal, mostly because they have a lot of coal. Now, what's really crazy about this is the fact that New York and California have much worse air quality than West Virginia. Now, it's strange considering West Virginia uses a lot of coal, but we invented these things that scrub the particulates and soot out of the air. The only thing that comes out then is CO2, and I'm not even going into that whole argument again uh, because everything uh, that you do uh, produces some form of CO2 pretty much yes, every day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, apparently you're not going to eat. You're not going to do anything by 2035. You're just going to live in a cave because, you know, you're not going to have any uh, fossil fuels by uh, 2035, which seems really odd because, uh, you know, uh, seems like we're going to need that for a while, unless you got some great thing that's going to take it over. Um, but we're getting more back to the uh, actual environment. Here is Obama. Of course, Obama showed up to the uh, COP26 uh and apparently he forgot where the hell it is by the way it's in glasgow which is scotland uh, just to help him out just to help him out i know he wasn't like a world leader or anything that should know geography so i don't want to hold it against it oh wait a second he was oh okay maybe he should know where th places are like scotland and ireland you would think but hey it's a little above his pay grade i guess and this important has never huh? happened all at once since we're in the Emerald Isles here, let me quote the bard, <laughs> William Shakespeare. <laughs> no, you're not in the Emerald Isles. What That's... wound, he writes, oh, right. yeah, okay. did ever heal he thinks but he's by degrees? Yeah. By degrees. What wound ever healed Our planet but by has degrees. been wounded have it. by our actions. Yes. Yeah, it's been wounded by our actions, apparently. But, you know, not Obama, because he spent $12 million on a waterfront property. Wait a second. That seems kind of dumb. Isn't the ocean going to overtake your $12 million mansion? Um, what about you and Carrie flying separately in private jets to get to COP26? Huh? That seems a little weird. Seems a little weird. It seems almost like... Uh, Oh, yeah, like it has absolutely nothing to do with what the hell you're talking about. And by the way, Scotland is not the Emerald Isles. That would be Ireland. Weird. People might say because they're, you know, uh, whatever, and say, well, what's the difference in that? I mean, it's the right next door. Well, that's, you know, kind of the same thing as, you know, standing in... 
Texas and being like, well, we're here in the Great Lakes state. Oh, wait a second. That's Michigan. Uh, well, it's close enough. Same country. You know, sometime you made enough money. Yeah. Uh, he's just an idiot and always has been. And he's a communist. So anyway, they have uh, put up this. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, the comptroller of the currency, uh, Saul Almarova. I can't say her name very well. Uh, yeah, she's straight from Russia. She loved Russia. She uh, hates that she had to leave it. Uh, she's now a 55-year-old uh, Cornell law professor. <clears throat> she's gotten unanimous, unanimous support from the Democrats uh, to be the comptroller of the currency. Um, I don't think it's unanimous uh, yet because I don't believe that, uh, especially Manchin, I don't think he's going to go for this lady. I don't think he's going to go for it at all. Here she is on a podcast uh, talking about what her beliefs are about how you should work with, uh, you know, I mean, I've talked about the fact she wants to uh, basically kill all private banking and bring all your money under the heading of the federal government so they can do what they want with it, which sounds terrifying because it is. She gets worse. Here she is uh, talking about what to do about the, you know, about the climate change. You know, she's been talking to Obama over there in the in the Emerald Isles in Scotland. Yeah, uh, they've been talking about what to do about the climate change. Here you go come to the u.s well it was actually pure um you know chance in a way i was a graduate an undergraduate student at moscow state university and there was at the very end of the gorbachev era an exchange program between moscow state and university of wisconsin madison and i got lucky against all odds and i came for that one semester in 1991 to madison wisconsin and while i was there in december of 1991 the soviet union fell apart and so there I was, a student without anywhere to go back. And, um, you know, I was, I was very worried about what was going to happen. And so I stayed and to do my PhD in political science. But, you know, frankly, I'm just, uh, to this day, I kind of feel guilty mm. for having left the country at such a momentous time, because obviously they couldn't hold it together without me. Oh, they couldn't hold what together without you? Oh, the communism. That's actually not the clip I thought it was, but that's fine. Uh, I don't have the other clip, but I can read it for you. Um, <clears throat> her clip uh, this week said, um, here it is. Oh, find the dialogue here. Here we go. Here's what I'm thinking about primarily coal, oil, and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in the industry are going to probably go bankrupt in short order at least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change oh yeah um yeah we just want to bankrupt people and put them out of business because uh you know climate change now it's really weird because they won't tell you what the hell climate change is they're like oh it's all around you it's there i mean it's all around you can see it climate change everywhere i mean it's just all over i mean you might get some climate change on you it's around so much that a doctor in Canada this week diagnosed a woman with climate change. Kid you not. True story. Said she has breathing problems after the summer where she was living in a trailer with no air conditioning and it got really hot. And since then, she's had some breathing problems. So we have a problem now. And uh, she has climate change. First diagnosed case of climate change, I guess. But don't worry. Uh, there's some other insanity to go along with climate change. You know, it, it happens. I mean, you might get some climate change on you. You can watch out when you go outside. You might get a little on you. Here it is. Uh, here is a interesting report of how climate change, it affects women more than men. Okay. 
climate change affecting women. So let's break it down. And I guess, you know, in some cases it may be obvious. You talk about if you lose your house, um, then it's clear that there would be a health impact associated with it. Probably many, probably so many that you don't even really sort of categorize them. Probably. So I'll ask you more specifically, okay. you know, what sort of health impacts are researchers seeing when it comes to women and their fetuses and, you know, these, these varying, changing, I extreme environmental conditions? Fetuses. Feti? Should it mm -hmm. be feti? And it's, it's two major factors, Anne-Marie. It's air quality and it's extreme heat. Okay. So extreme air heat is a little more extreme. obvious, right? As it gets more warmer more often, As it gets all of more us are warmer. under more stress. But pregnant women, again, it, it can cause more stress. From It can lead to sure. uh, it, heat. extreme heat for a pregnant woman. Sweating. can lead to anything Sweating. from dizziness right. to Ooh. cardiac arrest, which obviously cardiac arrest. is detrimental for the mother and the fetus. Now, yeah, that would be cardiac quality, arrest is detrimental. Think about things In like smog. Yeah. Think about breathing in the air from a wildfire. Mm -hmm. There are even things called fine particulate matter, which is basically pollutants in the air, microscopic, that, that uh, you cannot see, that sure. all of us are breathing in, mm -hmm. but really affects pregnant women. Pregnant because women. Uh, when, when all of us breathe in fine air particles, mm -hmm. it can seep deep into our lungs. Whoa. So for oh, a pregnant wow. woman, but that not, means not it for can men. exacerbate it can't seep res deep respiratory into issues. Lungs or pulmonary issues, stressing a baby. Whoa, uh, now it's a baby, Pat. this is really the crucial thing. Oh, wow. These, these uh, pollutants from a into a placenta. It grew. And when that happens, uh, there's more <laughs> blood rushing to a placenta, rushing to a mother's placenta. heart as well. Yeah. And that can and that, stress a baby. Sure. Uh, Okay, so yeah, you hear all that garbage, and uh, but what's really strange is they don't actually link any of it to anything real. They're like, well, it's climate change. Oh, well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, wildfires. Well, wildfires aren't caused by climate change. I mean, you know, the fine particulate matter in the air. Well, we actually have scrubbers that take care of that. Um, we don't have fine particulate matter. I mean, are you in China? Because if you're in China, they do. They're really good at uh, uh, just polluting the shit out of everything uh, because they don't give a damn. But uh, apparently here we do, and uh, we clear that stuff out of the air. Uh, but, you know, you might lose your home. Well, why would you lose your home? Well, you lose your home because you might get some climate change on you. You know, you might catch climate change. Apparently now it's going to be communicable. I can't wait till the uh, climate change vaccine comes out. I'm sure that'll be a hoot, right? Um, I it's called life. Life happens. You know, uh, is climate changing? Maybe, possibly, very minutely. I mean, I've listened to lots and lots of scientists that have uh, done went through all the numbers and all the research, and they're like, yeah, well, the temperature's warming up a little bit, but probably should be since, you know, we're coming out of an ice age. And people are like, when was the ice age? It was like, you know, 1,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, a million years ago, uh, you know, uh, whenever it was, probably a million years ago. I don't know uh, precisely. But, you know, uh, when cycles on Earth go through uh, cycles that take a million years, yeah, it's just doing it a little bit, and it's probably not going to be fully done for, like, another million years. So I don't know what the Earth's going to look like in a million years or if there will be life on it. I don't know. But I'm sure as hell not going to worry about it uh, today. That's probably not what's going to be high on my priority list. Maybe, uh, you know, getting people back to sanity would be a real good uh, start on that. But this stuff is just uh, stupid. It really is. It's just stupidity. And it has nothing to do with changing climate or anything. It absolutely does not. Um, 
what it has to do with is control and bringing everything under the heading of a one uh one totalitarian state i used to laugh about this i used to joke about it you know hey you know people with their crazy conspiracies ah it's not what it's about it's never what it's about yeah everybody says it's all about this one big thing globalism globalists want to take everything over ha ha yeah yeah go ahead alex jones i gotcha uh here's one problem this uh came out this week um this is terrifying this is bill gates uh talking about uh what he wants to do about you know future pandemics probably about a billion a year for a pandemic task force at oh, the WHO level year. Write that which down. is doing the surveillance and actually surveillance. doing what called germ games where you practice oh, games. you say okay what if uh a bioterrorist brought smallpox to 10 airports you know how would the world respond to that tell us uh, tell us bill you know, that mm -hmm. there's nafta really caused epidemics and bioterrorism caused epidemics that could even be way worse than what we experience today mm -hmm. and yet the advances in medical science should give us tools that you know we we could do dramatically better oh. so you'd think this would be a priority it it the next year will be where those allocations have to get made including this global um pandemic, pandemic task, task force, force. Oh, yeah. the mm -hmm. nice thing is a lot of the r d we need to do to be ready for the next pandemic or things like making vaccines cheap, okay. having big factories, oh. uh, eradicating uh -huh. the flu, getting rid of the common cold, sure. making vaccines, huh. just a little patch you put on your arm, things that will be incredibly oh. beneficial oh. even in the years when we don't have pandemics. Interesting. So, uh, you know, along with the climate message. Along with the, the climate uh, message. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight Don't forget about against that. Disease of the poor. Sure. Uh -huh. The pandemic preparedness is something I'll mm -hmm. be talking about a lot. And I, Will you? I think it'll you already have been. Brown because, you know, we lost trillions of dollars and millions of lives. And, uh -huh. you know, government <laughs> citizens expect their governments not to let that happen again. No, no, we we really we don't. We we would do uh, expect uh, governments not to uh, fund uh, crazy ass uh, research that could create bugs like this. Uh, we do expect that, yes. Uh, as in totalitarian states taking over uh, and doing crazy shit about uh, COVID or uh, pandemics or um, you know climate change. Um, how about fuck no. Uh, does that work for you? Do you understand that? I mean, and why are we listening to Dr. Bill Gates? Oh, wait a second. He's not a doctor? Oh, okay. Uh, he never finished college either. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure he invented something that was real. No, he just stole shit and sold it to people. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. Um, Why are we listening to him? Well, I don't know. I have no idea why we're listening to him. No clue. Uh, why is he an expert on uh, on pandemics and vaccines? Uh, no idea. No clue. So uh, anyway, he is a creepy, scary, scary, creepy guy. And uh, that's what this is all about. If you thought for one second that it wasn't about creating some kind of global uh, uh, singular, singular totalitarian state to which elites rule over the whole world and decide what everybody gets and doesn't get and how they live, uh, you were wrong because that's what he's all about. Uh, and uh, he's not exactly friendly to people. He is a uh, zero population guy. Uh, he likes to talk about how, uh, you know, humanity is a virus on the earth and how we should, uh, you know, not do that. So, uh, 
very just disturbing man just disturbing uh these people are sick in the head but there's many of them because the vax uh, cult is in full swing absolutely on uh on full display it's very strange though i gotta tell you this story this is very interesting so right now here in michigan uh they're at the highest uh, levels of covid which seems weird because the goal uh for michigan was to get 70 percent of people 16 and over vaccinated and that was going to cure everything right that was going to stop it all it's strange because we're at 69 point something percent very very close to that 70 percent mark and have the highest numbers ever during the pandemic seems really odd very strange very very weird how that works but uh here we go uh why did this is really strange they said this guy that gene simmons was a uh apparently a conservative of some kind when was that the uh the story because i don't remember anybody ever saying uh, that but apparently he was considered one he came out this week to let everybody know uh that he didn't learn a single damn thing remember uh several years ago he was reading letters from his mom who escaped a uh concentration camp a nazi concentration camp and it was all emotional and all that uh apparently he learned nothing from that experience here you go not allowed to infect anybody just because you think you've got rights that are delusional of course you don't have the right to go through a red light actually the government has the right to tell you to stop you you have to put on a seatbelt. if they tell you you can't smoke in a building you can't smoke in the building and that's not because they want to take away your rights it's because the rest of us hate it we don't want to smell your smoke i don't want to catch your disease i don't want to risk my life just because you want to go through a red light this whole idea this delusional evil idea that you get to do whatever you want and the rest of the world be damned is really terrible <laughs> you got to identify those people and bring them out into the uh, open so and then you what? know who they then are what? Yeah, shoot them you know who your friends are by how much they care about you wow <laughs> Amen that, to include, that. that includes uh -huh. COVID. if you're That's willing it. to walk among us unvaccinated you are an enemy really gene really uh there was some people with some funny looking suits and a funny mustache that talked about that about uh some of your people i believe uh, maybe you should uh read reread those letters uh from your mother who escaped the nazi concentration camp then maybe you'll figure it the fuck out it just shows that he is a subpar of a human being as he was a musician yeah i said it i don't give a shit people are going this is great yeah you could learn all their fucking songs with a kindergartner there's a reason that kindergartners play kiss songs okay it's not exactly like they were musical geniuses he's never been a genius in his life and obviously he's just showing how mediocre of a person he really is and dumb because if you can't figure out why it's different of which i mean you're going to talk about seat belts that's another overreach i mean who am i hurting other than myself i should be allowed to decide how much risk i want to take on myself it's been my argument the whole time people are like oh you just don't want to wear your seatbelt." no they told me i had to and i decided to assess my own rest risk because i'm an adult it's very simple very very simple <sighs> it's just like smoking inside a building is it is it i have bodily autonomy that's the same as not smoking in a building the hell are you talking about you fucking moron god people are dumb and it scares me that people are this dumb 
It's scary. Do you realize these people operate motor vehicles going down the road? It's terrifying. It makes you want to never walk on the street again. How do you know if they know which is the gas and which is the brake? I mean, if they're this dumb, Jesus. Uh, here is the uh, Pfizer CEO. I think he's been talking to Gene, although I'm not sure they're good friends because the Pfizer CEO sounds like he might have been one of those creepy people in the funny suits and mustaches rounding up Gene Simmons's uh, relatives. But hey, he says, uh, yeah, listen to this. There was some fake news during this period of time about mm -hmm. uh, the vaccines, uh, you know, all sorts of conspiracy theories. How did you deal with that, and how did you navigate that, and, and where do you feel the primary source this is a paid infomercial for Pfizer? How, how damaging was this to us? Right. It sure looks like it. I'm afraid it was uh, quite, uh, quite a lot of damaging, and uh, there was, particularly with us, we were targeted. Was it was it particularly damaging? You've made more money than anyone has ever made in uh, the time period since these vaccines. So has it been super damaging to you? Has it hurt? The company that has been fined almost as much money as Bill Gates has for violations. And I look it up. Billions and billions of dollars they have been fined for lying about the efficacy of things, about uh, hurting people with their medications. This is the guy that says, well, it really hurt us when people said it wasn't good. By a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, dark... Uh organizations that you don't really know the ownership. Uh, you suspect that there are some countries behind. Uh, we were getting a lot of briefings from uh, CIA, from FBI about uh, attacks that uh, may happen to us, cyber attacks, I mean. What? But also about the spread of misinformation. Get out of here. Um, you know. The FBI and CIA was talking to Pfizer about the spread of misinformation about their vaccine. Why would they do that? How many other companies do they protect like that? Well, it wasn't it before when other uh, companies were getting cyber attacked. Uh, Biden threw up his hands and said, rrr, rrr, what do you want me to do about it? We don't do anything about that. That's their problem. There is, uh, uh, there are two groups of uh, people, right? Two there groups. are the people that they are vaccinated. There are people that are skeptical about the vaccination. Okay. And both of them are afraid. Uh, those that are getting the vaccine, they are afraid of the disease. And they believe that because people are not getting vaccinated, they are increasing the risk to them. They are increasing the exposure. So wow, when they're vaccinated, they are, let's say, positive for a them. second. That should be a uh, called delusional thinking because if your vaccine works the way you claim it does, then they would have nothing to be worried about from people who aren't vaccinated. And you didn't comment on that because you know it's all a load of horseshit and you can't make that claim because then you'll get another $2 billion fine for lying your fucking ass off again. Let me move on here. They don't, wait, get, wait a they don't get the vaccine. They're afraid of the vaccine. And uh, they are met with the people that are pressing them to, to get it. Yeah. And there is those I understand. Yeah. They are very good people. Oh, they are oh, decent people. Thank you. That mm -hmm. They have a fear. Thanks, and they understand Albert. it. And mm -hmm. they don't want to take chances. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Mm -hmm. Those people are criminals. They're not criminals. Criminals. Bad people. They're criminals because okay. they literally costed millions of lives. Uh, I think they're just costing you an extra million dollars. Maybe that's what the problem is because I don't believe they're costing millions of lives. 
Anyway, this is running long today. I got two more things to play, and we'll have to go through them pretty quickly here. Uh, here is um, uh, three things real quick. I got to get these in. Here is uh, some just uh, random stories here real quick. One's uh, to do with COVID. Uh, New Zealand's coming out. Uh, they just show that they are just as, uh, they're more insane than anywhere. Here is a, a story about a new COVID death in New Zealand. One, by the way. Today, the Ministry of Health added a, another death to its COVID-19 recording, but also said it was a case subject to a police investigation that's ongoing. Why? Now, one, news said, uh, one News understands that this is in relation to Operation Metals, a homicide investigation launched after a man named Robert Hart sustained serious gunshot injuries outside a Newland motel last week, and he died despite first aid attempts. Now, since uh-huh. his death, health authorities uh-huh. say he tested positive for <laughs> COVID-19 and one news you believe this? Oh, yeah. They're admitting it. Okay, so uh, I'll cut that off real quick. Yeah, the guy was shot and killed in a country uh, where guns are illegal, by the way. Just to run through that real quick. Guns are illegal. The man was shot and killed, and he happened to test positive for COVID, so it's a COVID death. Uh, no one could make that up. That is a true news story. It is real. That's why I'm talking about these people have no care in the world about actual health. None of it matters. None of this shit matters. It's all about controlling you. Understand? It's all it's about. It's insane. Uh, here's our fearless leader. Like I said, these three random stories. Uh, here's our fearless leader uh, just being the racist he normally is. You know, I've adopted the mm-hmm. attitude of the great... Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro League, went on what? to become Whoa, what? What a great pitcher in the pros, in the, in the pros. Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. Right. His name was Satchel Page. That's what it is. Yeah, Satchel Page. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you're adopting the attitude of a great Negro, huh? What kind of fucking 50s racist are you? Jesus. Uh, he just shows his colors every day. What a uh, dumbass. I, I, there's nothing more to say. He just said it for me. He is a uh, 19, 1950s style uh, bigot uh, Democrat. So that's who he is. And, uh, you know, that's how that works. Uh, last thing I want to play really quickly. Uh, you know, for years and years, they said, oh, well, you know, you guys are just overreacting uh, because people said, man, you know, if you keep pushing all this crazy stuff in schools and, and all this uh all these different things. Uh, the next thing we're going to have to deal with is you talking about how pedophiles are normal and sex with children's normal. And they're like, you're crazy. Nobody would ever say anything crazy like that. You're just absolutely insane. Uh, here you go. Here's an assistant professor at Old Dominion uh, talking about his new book and the new uh, tour that he, or not tour, but the new book he's just written and uh, what he's promoting. You tell me that question. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for Minor attracted um, person. First of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before sense. You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's uh, less stigmatizing than yeah. other terms like pedophile. Other terms like mm. pedophile. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Right. Uh, and that isn't true, and <laughs> oh. it leads to a lot of misconceptions about Does attractions it? toward minors. About attractions. Um, I've definitely heard the minors. idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Uh, but using a term that communicates who mm-hmm. someone is attracted to uh, doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. So, in other words, I think it's fine. It should just be normal. I'm attracted to children. It's just normal. It's just another sexuality. I'll have a flag next week. I'll add my color to the flag. You thought it was crazy? It's not crazy. They're really doing it. That's going to wrap it up. It's ran a little bit long today, but I had too much to get into. I will be back next week with much, much more fun and insanity that is the America right now and the world. Um, please remember to uh, like, subscribe, rate, review. Five stars helps out so much. If you want to send a message, thoughts, quotes, questions, whatever, uh, you can do so at the website, erics-america.com. Also, uh, at Eric's America Pod on Facebook or an old fashioned email, Eric's America Pod at Gmail. Uh, that all comes to me. I'm the only one here. I will be back next week. Until then, remember it's no agenda, just America.